Okay, hi, and welcome to another episode of my shotcast. Um, okay, so this episode, I just want to talk about what's going on. I'm, I mean, there's a show I want to talk about just to like do a follow up since the last one I just did was kind of about Nine Perfect Strangers, but not really because I talked about like all these other random things and my association to that and microdosing streams, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there's this other show I watch that I really, really like. There's actually a good amount. There's like a handful of shows I've been watching, but from the beginning, um, I think I saw like a small commercial or like trailer for it, which was, um, Yellow Jackets. Like I kept seeing a promo poster vid- photo for it and I like remember looking at it and I was just like I don't know if I'll watch that but it seems like it keeps popping up and it keeps getting my attention you know because like it was one of the girls she had like a yellow jacket or like a bumble or like you know a bee type of insect on her cheek and she looks you know like scared in the photo like there's some depth in it and so like I remember clicking on it and it said something you know like it just gave the brief um description saying something about soccer team being stranded you know their plane crashes they're stranded out in the wilderness and I was just like this is something I've been wanting to watch like I'm fascinated with I'm fascinated with plane crashes. Like, being stranded in the woods would be, like, my one of my top nightmares, like, horror situations. So I was, like, this is, like, such... I'm, like, kind of very... I'm very tempted to watch this. I'm very curious. I was very curious. But I think when I read the bio, it wasn't going to come out for, like, another two to three weeks. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, maybe once it comes out, I'm not even going to be interested in it anymore. But soon enough, I think once the premiere came out, it was like a two-episode premiere or maybe even three episodes. I don't know, whatever. Like, premieres are weird now because I think they really try to lure you in. Because usually it's like a two-hour premiere or, like, they release the whole season or they release two or three episodes, you know? Or, I don't know, whatever, they could just do the one. Regardless, I was very curious. And, yeah, just the first episode, I was like, whoa. And just the cast was, like, very... um, I feel like the cast kind of sold me into with, like, Christina Ritchie. I'm a huge fan of Christina Ritchie. Like, who doesn't like Christina Ritchie? She, she's just so talented, and I feel like, in a way, I, like, grew up watching her and, like, her acting and her roles and, like, film and shows, whatever, like, help define who I I've become, you know, like, I remember watching Pumpkin, The Opposite of Sex, that role really, like, 
not, I don't think it was my sexual awakening, but like that really helped me like hone in on like my sexuality and like knowing, like Christina Ricci pretty much taught me how to be a tease, how to like taunt guys, how to use my femininity in that way. Like Christina Ricci taught me that femininity is power. I, and yeah, and that's pretty much what I learned from Christina, Christina Ritchie. Anyways, in nine, I mean, in Nine Perfect Strangers, in Yellow Jackets, she kind of plays this dorky, she plays an older version of a dorky girl who, like, she wasn't technically on the soccer team, but she was, like, that towel girl. What are they called? Equipment girl, person? I don't know. But she was just, you know, like, the team's, like, towel nurse. I don't know what she was, but she was just, like, kind of on the team, but not really. And it was it was a big change to see her play a role like that, but not really because, like, I think Christina Ritchie definitely made it her own. And then there's this other actress that she was, like, in those National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. I don't know. Is that right? Those um, Chevy Chase holiday movies. She was, like, the teenager. And I think she was in... She was, like, an it girl back in the day, the 90s, I want to say. Late 80s, 90s. But I'm forgetting her name right now. But I've seen her in so many different things. And I've always liked her acting and like I felt like she just knows how to command like I think as soon as she walks in the room everyone looks at her she's that type of person you know and I feel like in this show Yellow Jacket she was so kick-ass and I'm just like so embarrassed now that I can't remember her name I don't know it might be Jessica or something whatever anyways like those two I recognize instantly, and they're adults playing adult versions of the girls who were in the crash, because, like, the show will go back and forth from the what is currently the present, which is, like, the 2021, and then the past, which is, like, 1996. Uh, yeah, 96. And it's crazy because we got to see what played out while these girls like try to survive and then like the aftermath of the adult versions and what they had to deal with and what something goes on you know i feel like basically they're like kind of spooked because they think someone's trying to dig in to their lives to find out what really happened because apparently they didn't really tell everybody like once they were rescued they didn't tell them everything that happened while they were like stranded in the woods which you know the premiere will allude that there is cannibalism and it's like but once the show goes on i was like i don't are are they gonna resort to cannibalism or is that just like a taunt team? Like that was that just like a suggestion that maybe they did, but they maybe didn't. You know, it was like 
unsure. I was unsure for a while because the way the show kind of like kept teasing at it, but never like directly like showed us anything until, I mean, the first episode did, but like once you get through the season, you kind of forget everything that happened in that first episode, you know? And like, Basically, the first episode is like, this is where they are. Let's go back, like rewind. And then, but also we're jumping to the future, future rewind, future rewind. But also, I don't know. It's just like a bunch of back and forth, different timelines. It's like three different timelines, you know? Well, no, it's technically just two, but it felt like there was more. Anyways, um, I I really like the character Jackie. She was the captain of the Yellow Jackets. And, like, what made me really drawn to her was not that she's just, like, gorgeous and maybe I have a, I had a crush on her or something, but, or I would have a crush on her. Excuse me. But... Like, there was a scene where the coach sat her down and he was like, I didn't choose you to be captain because you're the best athlete. You're not the fastest. You know, like, you have flaws. But I think you have something about you. There's something about you that I think can communicate well and keep the team together when things seem like they're, you know, challenging, like, they might lose the game or they need a booster pick me up and that's why I was just like that is so like the right move to make someone a team captain you know you have to have someone who unites the team but unfortunately as the season plays out you know it's like some of, I don't know if it's jealousy or resentment or just some of these girls just never really liking Jackie but Things kind of fall apart, and I feel like people turn on Jackie. And then, like, during the whole experience of these girls being stranded out in the woods, like, they intensify. And then towards that end, when they were like, Jackie, we're, like, we're not going to look up to you. Like, basically, they're stranded in the woods, and they're like, who cares if you're team captain? We don't have to listen to you, you know? Like, none of those, like, society's rules don't matter anymore, that kind of situation. And that is, like... Something that's, like, I thought about it, and I was just like, that's what I'm always trying to push. Like, for us to be like, society's rules don't matter. Let's rebel and, like, change it up. New world order, you know? So, like, I was just like, I can't blame these girls for turning on Jackie, because essentially, that's what I would want to do, too. Like, I wouldn't, I don't feel like Jackie was, like, trying to pull one over on them or, like, keep them in check or in control or boss them around or anything like that. But I just don't... But I think, like, Jackie tried to get... Try to remain grounded. Like, she tried to... Like, she had a foot into reality where she was just like, this is temporary. We're going to get rescued. We're going to go back to our, like, town. We're going to go back to society. We're going to go back to our lives. Like, don't lose it. And I feel like everyone else kind of lost touch 
of that because I, you know, after so long of being out there, they were like losing hope and going insane. And then they like start a cult towards the end. And I feel like that cult stuff, it's like a perfect example of like, you're losing hope in whatever was normal in the past. And then you're now in these new circumstances that like are causing you to lose a grip of your sanity and rationality. And because it's like, it's basically a new world order. You're like, how are we going to get by? And I feel like you kind of resort to like your primal instincts, but also these girls are teenagers. They don't, they're not fully functional. You know, they're not fully, they're, they don't have fully developed brains either. And aside from that, though, not that these girls aren't intelligent or capable because they were definitely capable. I feel like if I was stranded out in the woods, I would definitely be one of the people that died or I would get eaten, you know, because I was, I would be so annoying. But I mean, yellow jackets, it's just worth it. I highly recommend it. And if you're not into it, then, you know, choke on a hot dog. Like, I don't care. Um, But preferably, like, a tofu dog or, like, I don't know, even. I might even settle for, like, a turkey hot dog, you know. I kind of like turkey hot dogs, even though I feel like all hot dogs are actually disgusting. I don't know. I just crave a hot dog every now and then. And when I do, I prefer it to be a turkey hot dog. But I haven't had a hot dog in so long just because, like, I haven't found gluten-free buns and having celiac, celiac disease. That's, like, my big drawback. I can't even enjoy anything with bread, anything with wheat rye barley, because it all has gluten. And that eliminates a chunk. Sorry, I'm yawning. That eliminates a good chunk of American junky food, you know. America loves gluten. America fucking loves gluten. How annoying. Anyways, um... Yeah, my girl Jackie, I definitely related to her because towards the end, she was just like, this isn't totally accurate, and I'm, like, exaggerating it, and you have to watch it for yourself, but I, in the end, there's a scene where she's just like, you bitches are jealous of me. Like, we're in the middle of nowhere, and y'all still are jealous of me. We're about to die and starve to death because winter is coming, and y'all are jealous of me. And that's kind of the vibe I got from Jackie. And I was just like, yes, that's so me. Like, go Jackie. But also, you know, it's like narcissism. I'm self-centered. And and that's also like me trying to wrap. Like. Me trying to be confident in myself, you know, like. It's not a bad thing to have confidence and accuse people of being jealous of you. Like, is that so bad? I don't think so. But anyways, 
I definitely, I mean, I I can't keep recommending the show, but I was going to say something before the jockey stuff, and then I trailed off and got distracted by the hot dog stuff. But, yeah, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about the cult stuff because, so, like, when they're in the modern day or present day, they're, like, one of the survivors committed suicide, and they're, like, what the heck, like, something's going on, I don't think he committed suicide, like, one of the girls was just like, he didn't commit suicide, he wouldn't do that, someone murdered him, and so, like, she's trying to investigate, and she gets the other girls involved, and then they're like, I don't know, I think he really did commit suicide, we went through a lot of stuff back then, and it's hard to live with, you know, it's hard for all of us to live with it, and basically, like, Throughout the show, throughout the season, you get a glimpse of how they're all struggling on their own. Like, one of them is, like, sleepwalking and doing all these crazy things when she's sleepwalking. And then this other one, like, the one that's not, thinks the sky committed, didn't commit suicide. She, like, went to rehab multiple times and struggled with addiction or substance abuse. And which is totally understandable. And then there's, like, um, this other, like, I guess Christina Christina Ritchie's character is probably managed the most. Because, like, I feel like she's a little out there, like, out of the box. And her character was kind of, like, made to be in that kind of situation, you know? Like, she had that personality to maneuver through that situation and then come out of it in one piece, you know? It's not like she wasn't affected, but it's not. it doesn't seem like she was affected to the core where she's just like, I saw my friends die, and now I'm traumatized. It was more like, yeah, people died, but I survived. And y'all still think less of me? Like, how are you guys going to bully me? I feel like that was Christina Ritchie's character. Because she was kind of like the outsider the whole time, you know? But gotta love the outliers. The underdog? The outliers. The outsiders. The alienated one. The bullied one. Whatever. Bullied. But yeah, it's hard to imagine Christina Ritchie being bullied in any character that she has. But she made it work. She made it work. Anyways, uh, yeah, like, aside from that, the cult stuff. So, like, while they're out in the wilderness, like, one of the girls apparently gets possessed by... Okay, so they find this guy's skeleton in the attic. Because they find this abandoned house in the middle of fucking nowhere. And, you know, like, you get an idea that they're somewhere in Canada. That's what I thought. That's what it felt like. And, I mean, they did film in Canada. But still, I just assumed they were in Canada the whole time. Because I'm like, that's the perfect place to have a plane crash. And get stranded out there. And no one might even find you for months. Because, like, what's out in Canada? You know, once you pass a border and you start getting up there, like, 
what's really out there. Is it Bigfoot? Is it the Loch Ness Monster? Is it more Canadians? You know, like, it starts getting pretty rural out there. Like, rural. Rural? Rural. 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 How does everyone even pronounce that rural? word? I always want to say rural. 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 Yeah, whatever. Anyways, um... Yeah, it's, like, it's intense. I was actually worried, I think, like, going into to the third episode that this show was going to trigger my depression and I was going to, like, sink down and this, like, wave was just going to come over me and I wouldn't be able to get out of it. But luckily, I started my antidepressants. And honestly... I think the antidepressants are doing their job. Like, they weren't my favorite to begin with, especially because, like, the first couple weeks, I felt this, like, unquenchable thirst. Like, even if I was chugging water, it didn't matter if it was, like, alkaline water, um, water with electrolytes. Um, Pedialyte, um, coconut water, um, milk, oat milk, basically. Like, anything, any liquid I chugged just did not to that. Like, I couldn't get rid of that thirst, and that's, I, and it was just, like, you know, unsettling. I didn't necessarily like it, and I'm, like, Will it ever go away? And yes, it subsided, but for a while, I really didn't think it would. That symptom. And the thing is that that's not even a regular symptom from the antidepressant. Like, I'm supposed to be experiencing different things, not an unquenchable thirst. But I think what happened was getting back on my hormones and taking that antidepressant, the combination of both, because now I'm doing full-on pill mode, it might have just, like, taken my body a little bit of time to adjust that or my liver because I guess, you know, my liver's working a little bit more than it's used to, maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully my liver's okay with that. Yeah, like, I was doing injections of estrogen before and now I'm doing a pill because that was, like, the easiest way to get back on my hormones. And I mean, hopefully I am able to get back and do injections because I don't know if I want to keep doing the pill. I feel like the pill is easy, but I feel like with pills, I'm more likely to forget. And there's been instances where I kind of do forget. Anyways, um... I don't know, I kind of wish I could talk about work, but now that I realize, I can't name the company I work for without it being risky, you know? And I can be vague, but also, there's always a chance that anyone can find those. So it's just safe to not even... Like, I will say, though, to not even, like, mention anyone else but myself. Um, 
like in the past with jobs, it's always taken me some time to settle in and get used to everyone and the routine and my tasks. But I've always been able to manage it. And then I come out on top, like really knowing a lot more than I thought I would know. And then like, I feel like I can be a reliable employee. Um, Sorry, I'm sleepy. And I want to be a good employee. I want to like put my best foot best foot forward and I want to do a good job the thing is I hate capitalism and I hate customer service in retail like I don't totally hate customer service because I can interact with people and I don't mind retail because it's kind of like helping people shop it's cool that it's fun actually but it's still capitalism and it sucks, especially when you work in retail and they're like pushing all these quotas and you have to meet a sell goal at the end of the day. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And then based on the sales of the day, that can determine whether they're going to cut hours or they're going to cut your hours or whatever. Like, I hate that there's always this aspect where like we're all replaceable and even if you do a good job you still don't matter like i hate that because people will say like no if you do a good job if you're a good employee they're not gonna screw you over they're not gonna just let you go they're not gonna fire you they're not gonna mistreat you and that's such a lie because at my previous job when I worked at Lowe's, I really wanted to be a good employee. I wanted to learn as much as I could. And even during my breaks and when I would get off this off my shift, like I would walk around the store and like get more familiar with where items are. And I would look into certain items I was curious about. And, yeah, like, I really made an effort to not just be, like, a basic cashier who, you know, asks for help for every little thing. I wanted to, like, know the answers to most of my issues, you know. But with this new job, I've just... I know I'm still in the beginning. Like, I... It's, like, my fourth week, I guess. So it's, like, going into a month. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm not cut out. Like, I'm not qualified. I'm not cut out. I'm not good enough. And I don't know if it's, like, my intuition saying this isn't the right job for you or if it's my own insecurities surfacing and saying like you need to quit like you deserve to be miserable and not work but i need a job i really excuse me i really need to be employed and the good thing is that i'm pretty much scheduled like almost every fucking day 
except the days that I technically have class. And that also really sucks because I don't really have like a day to myself because my day's off. It involves school. And I would feel guilty taking a day off designated just for me, but that's what I should and that's what I kept telling myself too because capitalism and customer service, the world of retail will wear you the fuck down. Like nobody's meant to work that those service, that type of job long term. Like instead of going to the army or like everyone being, you know, having to register for the draft when you're 18. I feel like everyone once they're 18, maybe even 16, 17, they should experience working in retail, customer service, like everybody, everybody. Because it's a hassle. And then the more you get acquainted with like the way people interact with service workers, the more insight you will have. And especially it's just like off-putting because like it's always college educated and very entitled people. I mean, not all the entitled people are college educated, but I've noticed that it's usually entitled, privileged, and college educated people who tend to talk down to service employees, which I don't like. And I don't know, it's just like funny too because I used to like watch the self-checkout machines at Lowe's all the time. Which, you know, some days that would be super easy. The other days it would be chaos and all the self-checkout machines would not be working and it was the hassle to do get people to ring up their stuff without the machines beeping at you. I'm like, yeah, I'm just so tired now. It sucks. I still have an hour before I get home. Okay, well, like, I'm just going to wrap it up this. Yellow jackets, you know, I stand Jackie, Jackie stand. Uh, watch it. Watch Nine Perfect Strangers. Oh, by the way, if none of you have seen, or if any of you have seen, um, Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, it's so good. Like, I was shocked with how good it was. Like, if you're into Star Trek, like, Star Wars, sci-fi stuff, you know, some action, some sci-fi it's amazing. Like, it's basically, you know, just like many other shows, a dystopian feature. There is a war on Earth, the religious people versus the atheists. And, you know, the world was falling apart. Like, every other animal was extinct. Um, humans were looking for life, life off the planet so they're like 
have these huge vessel ships and they're just like floating around space and that's how they're continuing to keep the human race alive but the religious human race because that's what they're doing and i guess atheists were on earth but i don't know if they're also flying around on space anyways it's really good it's pretty much about some guy makes androids and the androids are supposed to raise human children and that's like supposed to keep the human race alive but from an atheist perspective because they're being brought up as atheists you know and i found like it was such a beautiful thing it was refreshing and awe inspiring like i was hooked and there was just a lot like every other character is beautiful like every other actor i mean they're just like pleasant to look at and i didn't even mind the shitty futuristic clothes you know it was just such a good show it was such a good show yeah so yeah, Nine Perfect Strangers, Yellow Jackets, and Raised by Wolves, all really good. Nine Perfect Strangers is on Hulu. Yellow Jackets is on Showtime. Nine, oh wait, Nine Perfect Strangers, I already said that. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Raised by Wolves is on HBO. Max. Okay, well, like, I'm gonna go. So, if you've gotten this far, thank you so much. I hope you have a nice evening. I hope you have a nice day or whatever. Good night.